Today's reading is from Exodus 20, and it starts at verse 2. That's really distracting, actually. (laughs) I will begin. I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven, above, or on the earth, beneath, or in the waters below. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. Honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not give false testimony against your neighbor, you shall not covet your neighbor's house, you shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his male or female servant, his ox or his donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. When the people saw the thunder and lightning, and heard the trumpet, and saw the mountain in smoke. They trembled with fear. They stayed at a distance, and said to Moses, Speak to us yourself, and we will listen. But do not let God speak to us, or we will die. Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid. God has come to test you, so that the fear of God will be with you to keep you from sinning. So um, a bit like the thunder and maybe the smoke, often when we think of God, um, we think a little bit scary. And these Old Testament stories have that kind of angry stepdad vibe about them, don't they? Like, um, I I don't want to focus on that today, though. There is sometimes thunder and smoke. Smoke. Um, But the mystery and the power of the smoke doesn't have to be a scary thing. Um, it's about being drawn into God and the mystery, and somehow the smoke represents God. Today we're looking at the commandments, um, and they're important to us. We've got them on the, on the wall up there as well, if you've ever noticed, um, because they're important to Christians. But I wonder if um, following them is actually what makes us a Christian. Is that how we become more like Christ, by doing things like following the commandments? Because the commandments and um, all the laws in the Old Testament, if you've ever enjoyed reading through them, um, they're about identity and Jewish identity in following God, in following Yahweh. To make the, the Hebrew people, the Jewish people, stand apart from the other people around them, to mark them out as God's people. And our identity as Christians is as saved children of God. It's really important always to remember that Jewish people didn't keep laws and follow these rules to earn their right to be God's people. They kept the laws and they still keep the rules because they're so grateful to God that he chose them. And they follow these rules as a way of keeping that relationship going. They were given the rules to mark them out as chosen special people. And Christians were given the Holy Spirit to mark us out as God's children in the world, to help us build God's kingdom and become more like Christ. If you were to write down what it means 
a Christian should do when they're filled with the Spirit, it might look a little bit like the Ten Commandments, and it might look a little bit like some of those rules in the Old Testament. But even with those, it's not that clear what you should do, is it? Like, it says to keep the Sabbath holy, but what is a holy day really like? And people have their opinions, and older people have very much more strict opinions, in, in my experience. Is, are you allowed to watch TV on a holy day? Are you allowed to go for a walk or go shopping? Can you read a book or play cards? Everyone has a different opinion. Jesus said, though, that Sabbath was made for people and not people for the Sabbath, which helps us engage in a different way. It, it engages with the rules in a different way. It's another one that we should honor our parents. Um, but does that mean you always have to do what your parents tell you to do? What if you don't have any parents? Or um, what if they tell you to do something that you think is wrong? And how do you, what does it actually look like to dishonor your parent? And so that we need to engage in a different way, I think, and the Holy Spirit helps us. But I'm really, really not knocking Judaism. I think um, there's a faithfulness uh, in the Jewish people and a respect for God and a faithfulness to following him that we could learn a lot from. And these rules, again, they're not about observance to win love or to earn God's favor. They're a sign of thankfulness for the grace that God showed in choosing those people. A way of continuing the relationship um, that God started with Abraham and showing that they were committed to him. Now, we as Christians, we're not marked out by our rules. We're marked out um, by, as Jesus said, we will know he will know, or people will know, that we're his disciples because of the love that we show for one another. And later in the New Testament, Paul says that we will be um, saved by grace and identified as followers of God because of the faith that we have in Jesus. And that will be evidenced through the life that we live. Jesus didn't say that we'd be his disciples because of the rules or the commandments we follow. He said we would be known because of the love that we show. Jews might be marked out by the things that they do, but as Christians, we're marked out by who we are or who we are becoming. I've heard it said that Christians are called to try and mirror God to the world, to be like a mirror, to reflect God. And that means that you have to look to God and reflect him to others. Not by following rules, because rules can make us quite judgmental, can't they, of other people and judgmental of ourselves. And they're not going to save us. We're saved and redeemed by our faith in Christ and his death and resurrection. And we reflect, when we look to God, we reflect that freedom and that salvation back to the world. We're called to be transformed as we reflect God and to be like that mirror and grow in the fruits of the Holy Spirit, which got, maybe you can see them. The, 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 the gifts are love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. And as we become longer-serving disciples, as we follow Jesus more, we'll be more like these things. Because the Christian life isn't legalism, it's based on love. And our call, as Paul says, is to be transformed by the renewing of our mind, to be made into a new version of ourselves that will look more like these things. This will be the fruit in our lives. And as we spend time with God, we grow into those things. And maybe we feel a little bit like when we join with God, we can stand on the mountain with God. Um, and he got given the commandments and was surrounded by the thunder like this. 
and the smoke, we can have some more. Which can seem, it could seem scary, but in that there's a great mystery and a great power to be surrounded by the presence of God like that. And then we can allow God to change us, to transform us by his power that works in us. And even though sometimes we see this thunder and smoke Old Testament God, it's not, not really one to be scared of. We don't, for us, God isn't in the smoke anymore. God is in a man, in Jesus. And we can take away that smoke and we can replace it with a man who, who loves you and became like you, became like us, to draw us into God. This was Jesus who, when he lived, through his words and actions, his friends could see that he was the Messiah. And he came to live with us, to draw us into God, to grow in the fruit of the Spirit. And then we're transformed and we reflect that back into the world. And that's how people will know that we're part of God's family. They'll know that we follow Christ and we're his disciples because of the love that we show and the fruit that we show in our lives, not by the rules that we follow. So I want us to have a little, got a little time to think and talk and reflect, and there's some paper and pens on your table. Um, it'd be a good, a nice idea, and everyone loves a bit of drawing around their hand, don't they? So what I want you to do is draw around your hand. You can do both hands, so you've got ten. And I want you to try and think of things that you show in your life that show that you're a follower of Jesus. We're not just going to write down, I don't kill people, because that's a given. We're going to write down things that we are. Who are we and what is our character? How are we growing to be more like Jesus? How are we growing in those fruits of the Spirit a bit more? So you can draw around your hand. If you've got some scissors and they haven't been confiscated for the little ones trying to grab them, and you guys are going to be safe with that, I hope. Um, Jonah, I'm watching you safe. Um, what is it that's, that you have about you? What are you becoming like that shows that you're more part of God's family? Um, how do people know that you are a disciple of Jesus if you are? And if you're not, then you can talk to someone about what that might mean for them and uh, what, it, what it is for the person on your table who is a disciple of Jesus. So we'll have a little bit of quiet music on maybe some time to draw and talk and reflect on that. Um, and we'll have a little bit more smoke as well for the fun of that. Okay, thank you. <laughs>